the Pure Dead Gaming Podcast. Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Pure Dead Gaming Podcast. It is a new week and a new month so we have another game club game for you plus we will be discussing March's game After Party. As always Craig has another shitty platinum in store and we'll catch you up on the latest gaming news to come out. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss future episodes and hit us up on our socials as well at Pure Dead Gaming. We have been known to use some foul language from time to time, so apologies in advance if this offends you. <gasps> Shocking. <laughs> Can't have that now. Nope. Careful nope. now. How are we both this week? Grand. Fabulous. Just grand. Good. Fabulous. Good. Can't believe it's April already. It's <laughs> mad, isn't it? It is flying, isn't it? It's crazy. Right. Although I was saying the other day that I, I just want the Christmas tree up and Home Alone back on. Mm, no. No. Because you're not allowed to watch Home Alone outside of December. Mm, outside of December, yeah, but there has to be a Christmas tree up. <laughs> I'm not I'm not above going up and putting, dragging that bastard tree down the stairs. Just to watch Home Alone? in the corner so that I can watch it. I am having withdrawals. Mm-hmm. Having uh, withdrawals. There's a different feeling when you've got your tree up and everything, isn't there? Definitely, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, there's certain there's certain films that I will I will only watch when the trees up, like Christmas films. <laughs> like what films? Home Alone, uh, Elf, The Night Before. Oh, The Night Before. Like see, I'm, I'm sure I texted you about this. Aye. but that film is genius. It's good. Aye, <laughs> it's so funny. Aye, definitely. I don't think there's many films these days because I remember back in when I used to watch films, like I feel as if you laughed out loud more. I feel as if today's comedies are quite samey. Like mm-hmm. They all follow that kind of Will Ferrell kind of, and his films are all the same. He just shouts. Yeah. I'm so bored of him now. I enjoy him still. Although but his recent stuff's been poor. It has been poor. Um, but The Night Before, it, it's so clever. Nah, it's just it a really nice good. film as well. It's a feel-good yeah. film. Um, I just There's so many bits in that that just make me laugh out loud, man. <laughs> Hello, well, but yeah, yeah I I don't know. I just if it's a Christmas film, like, even like Die Hard, like I'm, I'll it's only, a Christmas film. Aye, I'll even only... though Bruce Willis is of the opinion it's not, he doesn't know fuck all. Bruce Willis is about a fanny these days. <laughs> but I, I I I'll just only watch them. The, the only one that really was an exception was, and I hadn't watched this film for God years, but last year during lockdown, I was sitting watching some old films that just I had nostalgia for yeah. and one of the ones I watched was uh, Batman Returns. Oh yeah. Which I would is that technically Michael say Keaton? Aye, I would technically say, it's the one where Danny DeVito is a penguin. Oh god, in the Riddler. Oh, no, he's in the, the one after that, Returns. No, Returns Batman Forever. Forever. Aye. But, uh, Re- but see Returns, like, I don't know, I've just got, it's shit, but it's campy shit and it's, it's fun and mm. I must have watched that film about 15 times year so i ended up making a, it technically like it takes place at christmas time so oh, i sort yeah. of watched it at the end of december and then i was like right i need to stop myself watching this every week so I, no i wasn't sitting glued to it like i'd have it on the background where i was Aye. doing stuff but so i decided that i wouldn't watch it until the trees back up but i've already broke that once so far because <laughs> it's just too good there are certain films though that you you watched when you were younger that you do just have this nostalgia for. Yeah. And when you watch it, it kind of takes you back to when you were a, a wee kid. Yeah. I, mean, I, I watched you, Die you Hard You know it's so not that times. good. Like, I would Die Hard. That's a die good Hard film. Die Hard is good, though. Aye. Yeah. Like, that... it's, still, it's still the benchmark. Yeah. Die Hard. I mean, everyone's Die Hard on a plane or a boat or whatever. Everyone takes that formula and just runs with it. 
It's so good. It's such a good film. Definitely. Definitely. Love Die Hard. Just... Okay, so back to this month. Back to this month. <laughs> Not Christmas. <laughs> or, or 1992. <laughs> this is the Christmas episode, guys. <laughs> I suppose, to be fair, it is a podcast, and should you wish to listen to it, you know, at a later month, then... You can no, do I bet somebody's listening to this going, they nailed that with the whole Christmas theme. <laughs> mm-hmm. Spot on. So what have what have you guys been up to this week? I've just started work again. That's, oh. that's the main thing. Today, first day back. Uh, did you remember all your passwords? I did. Good. I actually... Because I did not on my first day back. <laughs> there was no way I was going to rock up on a Monday and just try all that. I had it all done. I went in a couple of days before uh, on okay. my day off. Uh, and I just set it all up so I was ready to rock in Monday morning because I pretty much knew I would go in and it would be like, oh, your password's expired, please do this. And it wouldn't work and I'd have to phone IT Yeah, that's that pretty much exactly where I was at when I went back. Yeah, it's horrible. You still thought ahead, I Because that's the thing, going back to work after a long time, like it's it's stressful enough oh, without yeah. having all that shit going on. So like tackling that ahead of time, mm-hmm. at least you can start the day going, right. I'm good to go. Aye. Well, I thought, it was, I mean, it turned out to be alright day actually, but I felt as if I was actually going to have an anxiety attack when I woke up, because I was just like, oh my god, this is my first day back in like three months, and I was just thinking, I, I, I don't want to do this, I really don't want to do this. I'm just going to play the PlayStation and pretend it's not happening. <laughs> basically, but once I got there, it was it was alright, so that's me back in the grind. Good. That's good, welcome back to the real world. We're back to the living. That's it. I, I've not really much going on this week, just, I don't know, work again. I did get a few days off just because it was the bank holiday weekend. I'd been sitting thinking, like, earlier on today, like, jeez, I've, in terms of just non-gaming stuff, I mean, I've got plenty of stuff to say, we've, we've got a few follow-ups and oh, stuff like that, but, aye, but nothing really had been happening in terms of, like, just things that had happened in the last week, and then today... <laughs> you got a I week's rock- worth in one day? What? You got a week's worth in one day? Uh, well, no, not exactly, but I, I rocked up to, I needed to go to a pharmacy today, and I think it's just, you usually get a certain type of people there, junkies. <laughs> uh, so, I was standing, I was standing outside this pharmacy, and there's a queue, because it's one in, one out, Yeah. and in front of me is a woman, a guy, and another guy, and all three of them knew each other, and all three of them looked like they weren't fully with it. And they were all kind of arguing amongst themselves. They weren't. They didn't. Hadn't shown up together, but they all sort of knew each other. But I didn't get the mm. impression that they were the best. Because they're always there in the morning waiting. Probably. Well, that's probably the thing. I so they're arguing, and one of them's arguing about how it wasn't me that filled up the bottle with water. So somebody had obviously nicked somebody else's drink or something <laughs> at some point. So I just me and this other guy were just working a snigger to ourselves. Just the absolute state of these guys. Uh, but the one at the back seemed like a particular knob end. And he had turned around to both me and this other guy and been like, what? What, what are you looking at? What, what are you looking at? Nothing. We're looking at nothing. Oh, oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> he's got a can of red stripe that he's drinking as well, like the lager. Like just okay, sta- okay. standing in this queue, just drinking this can of lager. And I'm like, nice. God, what time is this? Three o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> so it was a wee bit later, but I'm still thinking, Jesus Christ. So when it comes to his turn to go in, he goes to walk in with a can of lager in his hand and obviously people in the place went 
you no. can't bring you can't bring that in here. Also, you can't drink it outside. You knob, it's illegal. I can't believe we have to tell you this, sir. You can't bring your can of lager into the pharmacy. Aye. So he turns around and he looks at us and he was like, "Don't you, don't you guys dare steal this? He's better not. Oh, he right, he's pissed. He's totally pissed. He's like, don't you, don't you, don't dare. you dare, don't you dare steal this, juicy." Right? Keep an eye on my lager, juicy. <laughs> so he sits it right, right down on the pavement in front of mm. the door, just when he stands in front of the door, of and, course, then, and then of goes course. inside. So he's inside for about five or ten minutes, and he goes into the wee room, and then comes out with his wee bag, probably methadone or whatever, I don't know what they, exactly they get. No, they've got to drink it in front of the uh, pharmacist, so we'll know about that. Oh, I didn't know that. We came out with a wee bag anyway, right? But it's fucking amazing, honestly. So he'd been in there for about five minutes and he was kind of stoting about inside. You could see him through the glass and a few other people had joined the queue and they were looking at him going, God, that, that boy's in a bit of a state in there, isn't he? Mm-hmm. So, and I was like, aye, that's his, can of, that's his can of lager there on the floor. So he presses the button to come out and as he does, he takes a step forward. Boots, boots the can of beer across the road, right, and it goes all over his, all over his trousers and stuff like that. He was like, "Oh, for fuck's sake, man! (laughs) That that was my last can of beer." And me and the guy that he'd been giving pills to are just pissing ourselves laughing, right? I honestly, there's tears running down my face, and he's like. Fuck's sake, man! And they just stormed away. And the folk behind us were like, "Did you just do it?" Because they hadn't been there at the time. They were like, "Did you just sit that there so that he'd spill his can of beer?" I was like, "No, he's no, just a fucking idiot." Fucking done it yourself, Aye. Fuck's sake. Aye, but no, I've also I've got some housekeeping. Last Tuesday we did a stream of PGA Tour Two K Twenty One, and during that stream, so the, exciting! It was exciting. <laughs> so exciting. So there was three of us. There was myself. My God, am I going to use the three club? Or the four club? <laughs> or am I going to pitch it? I don't know. <laughs> Adventure time. Hey, I won. You be quiet. Right? <laughs> so there was myself, Andy, and Pro. And what we didn't realise, because this was the first time Pro had joined us in a stream, was that his mic wasn't set up properly. So while we could hear him, while we were chatting, his audio wasn't coming through in the stream, just mine and Andy's. Right. Now, normally you would think, oh, somebody would have brought that up, somebody that was watching, but nobody thought to bring it up because <clears throat> they thought we were talking about a pro golfer in the game. Because his nickname's Pro, they just all of a sudden just assumed that we were like having a laugh and talking to, <laughs> and, and talking to an AI to golf, golfer. Aye, to an AI golfer. See, to be fair, it's a fair it's plausible, isn't it? It's yeah. plausible because I thought when when I, somebody pointed out in the morning, they were like, it was only halfway through the stream that I realised that this Pro guy was an actual guy and not, <laughs> not the AI, and I was like, oh my god, his fucking mic wasn't working. So I said that why, I would... Why is he called Pro? Well, that's the thing. I said I would give his origin story. So it's nothing overly interesting, but bas- we, the bakery that we used to work in, mm-hmm. uh, he got the nickname, his actual name's Mark, but he got the nickname Pro because we used when we first started, we used to work 4 to 6, just basically cleaning up the bakery, like mm-hmm. clean up after folk. But he was the only one in there that was... He worked full-time, so he finished it for... Okay. And he was the only one that was sort of half competent at his job. So sometimes when you went in, he'd done half your work for you. 
So, so I think it was Lee initially that labelled him the professional because he went in, <laughs> you went in and he'd done half your work for you and then it just ended up getting shortened to pro and he's been called that <laughs> for about 15 years. Ooh. I know. And what age is he now? 37. And he still gets called pro. It's weird, isn't it? I would gather there's a lot of people that don't know his real name. Mm. They just know him as pro. You get that with nicknames quite a lot of the time, though, don't you? Like, people don't know what that... Because like, there's a few of the of the team at my work, and like I have to do like paperwork and stuff like that, and I have to go kind of HR-type paperwork for them. Uh. And I'm like, oh, yeah, who is that again? Because I just know them as their nickname. And yeah. I mean, you've got a kind of weird nickname as well when you think about it. I know it's just derived from your last name. Mm-hmm. But as a, I've never heard anybody else whose last name's Donnelly and, and yeah. they get called Donzy. No. When you see when you think about it, it's really weird. Yeah. Was it's it not you that came up with it? I, I honestly don't know at this point. <laughs> I think it might have been you. We've, but, no, we've known each other since we were four years old. So, it, I know, it must have, I don't know, it could have been. I honestly don't remember, but... I don't remember either because I've been called it since I was so wee. I mean, do you mind getting called it still? I don't mind then. I respond to, I've responded to a lot worse in my time, to be fair. Because now I, I call you Donzy, so I think I call you Craig more than Donzy these days, though. Because I just feel as if we're adults. <laughs> it's like, it's kind of weird to call you Donzy. I don't know. Childhood I don't, nickname. I don't think we'll ever be adults. I mean, I've not, I mind you tried to start a nickname for me, but it never really caught on. Thank fuck. Hambot. Hambot. <laughs> You didn't like that. You didn't no. like that one, did you? Not at all. See the fact that you didn't like it. That's what made it. I know. That's what made me try it. Have you enjoyed? It, I'd have gave up day one. Hambot, yeah. and that's just like folks. I don't enjoy ham in particular. It's just that my na- my name's Hamilton. <laughs> so these are these are very uh, classic nicknames, aren't they? There's a lot of thoughts been put into them. Uh, definitely. Uh, aye, so the other. Uh, piece of housekeeping was it from the same stream Andy decided to start telling a story about our recent birthday boy Terry uh, and a hot tub incident and during the stream I cut him off because I wasn't sure if Terry would want this this story out in the ether but um, turns out he's alright with it so and foolishly uh, foolishly and you so surprise Terry's usually quite sensitive and you were you were saying you don't well I only can I give you a brief outline but you're no, saying don't you don't know. know about this I don't think so I think the reason you don't know is because at the time we you'd probably just moved into your house you were a wee bit further away mm-hmm. so you maybe wouldn't have been at this particular well it wasn't really it was around the time of a certain party but Back in 2006. A certain party. That's, that's intriguing. So I had... Remember the house that I bought that had the hot tub outside? Aye, the bachelor pad. Aye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I never... Yeah, so it was the same house, but it had a hot tub uh, out the Post back. Of course Which, as soon as I saw <laughs> that, was an instant buy, obviously. Yeah. So this was back when I was 21 years old. So the thought of being 21 having a hot tub, win-win. But... Uh, as you can imagine, it was a bit of an expensive house. So I, at the time, rented. I had two spare rooms that I rented to one to Andy from the stream and the other one Stabby to Stabby Andy. Stabby Andy. And to Terry. So we move into this house. It's in a really kind of well to do area. Hmm. And it was all, it was mostly like kind of families and stuff like that. And 
we stuck. And you stuck out like a sore thumb. We stuck out like a real <laughs> sore much. thumb because you were right on the edge of a. It was the biggest house in the estate, yeah. And I, it was a house on the corner, so there's about six gardens that looked into our garden. And of course, there's a hot tub, so it's like some sort of, as you say, bachelor pad. Mm-hmm. So we first moved in on it was like like a Tuesday or something like that. And of course, I'd already been planning the moving in party for that weekend. <laughs> so I sat the two of them down and I said, "Right, it's a well-known fact that you always get at least one strike." So. To annoy the neighbours, right? right? See the first oh, time you see right, the first yeah. time you annoy the neighbours, they'll let it go because they're like they've just moved in, just let, let them get let, it off their chest. Aye, <laughs> aye. So I'd, I'd, I literally, I remember this sitting them down like fucking children and being like, "Look, here's the rules. We've got a party coming up on Saturday. It's probably going to be pretty wild, but we'll get away with it because we've just moved in, so we can't have any incidents." before Saturday, right? And I went over this again and again. No incidents before Saturday. Before Saturday. Right? Right. So that night, went to bed, got up the next morning, and I come through, and Terry's just sitting with his head in his hands. And I was like, what's what's up with you? It's like a fucking Wednesday morning, right? I'm going to work. And he's like, right, well, you know how you said no incidents? <laughs> there, there was an incident. I says, what happened? Well, I mean, it's pretty fun having a hot tub. Uh-huh. So I wanted to use the hot tub. Uh-huh. So I invited a girl round. Uh-huh. And we were in the hot tub. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, we had quite a bit to drink. Uh-huh. Terry, you had sex in the hot tub, didn't you? I did, aye. I had sex in the hot tub. Oh, nice. Right, right cool. What an image. Aye, exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, right, okay, couldn't it be that bad? There's a fucking curtain that you can pull round it. Did you pull the curtain? No, I didn't think to do that. Right. Aye, but I think so, you a different head in that point. Aye, so I'm like, right, so what... First of all, well played for being the first to Chris in the hot tub, but what's going on here? I didn't really realise what was going on, and then um, during, uh, all I heard was, Terry, can you go back inside? And it was one of the neighbours leaning out their upstairs window. Oh, wow. Shouting to him, can you please go back inside? You're creating a scene. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. hold on. Because right, he, he would only be creating a scene technically for that neighbour if he was making a lot of noise. Mm-hmm. So if he was gaining at the whole, oh Jesus, oh my God, all that kind of stuff, yeah. then I, I can see the point. Which he was. Right, that's it then. <laughs> <laughs> so that's fine. Because I was thinking the guy has to hang out the window to look. He's only creating a scene if he looks hanging out the window, you know what I mean? He was, woke, he was, he was woken up by the noise, the noise at like three in the morning oh my of God. Terry outside fornicating. Grunting. Aye. Oh, God. Now, keep in mind, there was... I mean, this was just the guy that complained. It turned out... We didn't know this. So Terry says to me... like, I was like, Terry, we moved in a day ago. How did he even know your name to shout at you? Oh, she was probably... And no, 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 no. He oh, goes, no. Uh, I didn't really realise this, but it turns out uh, I, work with, <laughs> I work with our next-door neighbour. Oh, didn't even man. know. He worked with the guy. And the guy's <laughs> leaning out the window going... <sighs> Brilliant. So he basically used up our one strike on day one. Then we had that party at the weekend. Strike and two. 
basically that Terry can't keep it in his pants. Had you already like kind of done up the place, or were you kind of doing that thing? No, we'd only been in for like four days or something. So like you're that. waiting to kind of we'll get the party out of the road, then we'll maybe like decorate. I know we hadn't we hadn't touched the place. So it was just a case of yeah. like we'd unpacked our clothes and stuff like that, and we're like, right, we need Aye. to have a big party, and then from there on we'll we'll rein it in, but. We never when see to be fair, seeing that house, we never recovered from that because the the neighbours formed an opinion of us. I blame Terry for it, uh, but uh, they formed an opinion of us that never that never went. Well, it's hard to change first impressions. God, they fucking hated us. Honestly, they absolutely hated us. They would have like they would have like like street meetings and stuff like that, Uh, like to discuss use. Yeah. Probably, I because we're the only ones that weren't invited, so I think it was to fucking talk about us. I mean, uh, there was a New Year's once where, like, my ex Zoe had wanted everybody to come round to ours, right? And I was just like, oh, I got a fucking God. invite for that. Oh, I'm pretty sure you did though. I it was know. most. It was like a different circle of folk, but she taught me into doing it, and I never had fun all night because all I could do was keep on watching people getting drunker and swaying about on my sofa with their drinks, like filling their drinks up to the brim and just like swaying back and forth and I'm just like with my head in my hands going <laughs> See, to be fair, like, I mean I had I can't even count how many parties that I had in my time, like especially back like when my mum would go away. Aye, like, hosting I hosted them. Aye. Yeah. I, I, I always hosted Loads. the parties. Aye, oh god aye. And like the the cleanup was always the worst part because you were hungover and there was always like a lot of them just... were just organic as well though, weren't they? Like you'd maybe have a few folk and then Aye. all of a sudden it develops into a, a party. Aye. I remember one time we were about sixteen years old and my mum had went away for the weekend and I like you say it wasn't a planned party but it turned into a party and by the end of the weekend we had to chip in to get a joiner out to fix a door that had come off the hinges. <laughs> my mum's bed was broken. Oh, no. And there was something else as well, and I got it all fixed, and I was fucking delighted with it. I was like, yes, the place is spotless. Not to a the chance. Point, to, the the point, would have noticed. to the point where I was worried that when she came in, she'd be it's like, too it's too clean. Mm. But I came, she came in, walked into the hall, my old house that I grew up in, walked into the hall, and she was like, just looked around, and she went, you've had a party. <laughs> I was not. You've had a party. No, I've not. Look up. Oh, no. And there was drink spilt all over the ceiling. <laughs> like, I'd been down on my hands and knees, like, cleaning the flipping... The floor and the eyes, The scutting boards and everything, just making sure everything was clean. I hadn't fucking looked up. Raging. <laughs> uh, I've got... This is a weird question, right? And I'm going to... I didn't get a chance to do it beforehand, but I'm going to also put it in social media because I'm very intrigued by this. Okay. I know what Jess's answer will be certainly outward facing, but Andy, I think you'll you'll maybe give us a more a more thoughtful answer. Although, right, we'll see. So I was listening to I've mentioned it before, but the Sacred Symbols podcast, uh, just for a bit of like gaming news and stuff like that. Good podcast. I like to keep up with it, but uh, they always get some kind of like strange questions at the beginning, mm-hmm. and some guy had wrote in saying, "Would you eat?" A booger for a thousand pound. They said dollars, but I'm converting it to pound, right? Mm-hmm. So that was all it said. There was no like it wasn't. It wouldn't be your own. It would be, and I don't think you'd know who you'd so know who it was. Can I just confirm what what we're eating here? A bogey. A bogey. Right. Okay. That's fine. 
So like a, a booger. So would it's basically like they would just serve you someone's bogey on a plate. A thousand pounds. A thousand pounds if you ate it. Yeah. Yeah. I would thought you'd have done it. You'd have rolled that straight back, Jess. No. Oh, a thousand pounds. When I was thirteen. Oh no. My stepdad, like he knew I didn't like any form of seafood. I still don't don't eat fish. Don't eat anything like that. And he bought me a new phone. And to be fair, I think he was always going to give it to me, but. He bought me a new mobile phone and made me eat 10 different bits of seafood to get it. So I had to eat like a bit of crab, a mussel, can't remember what else, um, a prawn, like... But was this just for his entertainment? I think so, pretty much. I think this was probably around the time like I'm a celebrity was like a bigger deal. Um, but to be and I, I did it. But to be fair, this is all stuff that people would order for a meal. Right, Nobody's ordering a bogey. No. But I knew I wouldn't like it, it'd be disgusting, so and I'd just force myself and So you would you think you'd do it, aye? Probably. I'd do it for less a than a pound, aye. I'd do it for a hundred pound. I don't bo- know. I mean imagine it was like one of those ones that's like well, that's the thing. Cris- crispy on the ends, but then the other ends look kinda like aye. soft and like stringy. Well that's the thing. See if it was just a wee crispy one, you could probably get it straight down your throat oh, you- like, No, gag. you've got to the thing is you've got to imagine I'm to gag when I know I'm I'm getting you a wee just bit said you would do it. I know, but-, but I imagine the criteria would be that you've got to rinse it around your mouth for a wee minute. Like a, like a solid oh here it's getting worse actually Aye. see if it's one of those real sticky ones you know sometimes yeah. you pull one out and it's got a bit of blood on it because you've been <laughs> see you aren't sure now you thought no, you would no I'm getting now... the, I'm getting the image of having to have like a full minute of swishing it about your mouth <laughs> oh, oh my god no but then so, so it, it devolved into right the, most of the I think the two said maybe no one said yes one said maybe one said no but then it was no. See if you off. amplified that, mm. would you eat a hundred for a hundred thousand? Because I don't think I would. One I, time, like, I, one after another, or like handfuls of them. A hand. <laughs> <laughs> a big fucking. See that? I don't. God. I don't think I would eat one for a thousand pound. But if I knew a hundred thousand pound was on the table, I'd probably fucking go. For you it. would eat one for a thousand pound, mate. You would. You would. Even if you had to swish it around your mouth for a good solid minute. Taking in all that flavour, the texture. You don't know who's bogey. It I is, know, though. but I don't think it matters. It's a bogey. I would don't you, know. Would, those... you, would you eat my bogey, Craig? See, I'd be more likely to <laughs> if it was yours. See, like that's the thing. No, see, with your kids, like when they've got bogeys and that run down the face, but you don't think twice about wiping it away with your hand if but you what... didn't have anything. Right, but, what but if would it was you that... do that with a stranger's kid? But what if it was that junkie from earlier on? What if well, it was his bogey? Still a thousand pounds. That would have diseases in it. It's an interesting question. Maybe we should put it out on. Well, that's on the thing. I'll, I'll, well. I'll make I'll make a poll on Twitter because I'm interested. Like mm-hmm. I think some people that say they wouldn't probably would, and I think there's also some people that think they would. And then when it came to actually doing it, yeah, that's probably which, me. which is I think is probably you, Jess. I don't think you could go through with it. Thank but fuck, I've had my dinner. See when, <laughs> see when I was listening to this as well, it did make me think, and I'm not going to out the person on the podcast, but there's a guy that I know who years ago in the pub and stuff like that would... I mean, I vividly remember him eating chewing gum out of an ashtray oh. for a fiver. Oh. <laughs> and then once it got around that he was willing to do that, and he's he's not like a, a jakey guy or anything like that at all, but once it got out that he'd done this, like... 
and he, people were willing to give him money, he would he would come up to you and he'd be like, "I'll eat that." By the way, I'll eat that. Uh, fa- I'll eat that fag end. I'll eat that. I'll eat the end of that cigarette for uh, five quid. And you'd be like, "It's like a second job or something." <laughs> well, he was kind of about getting free drinks. And Self-employed. Stuff like that. <laughs> would you categorise yourself with that? Self-employed. What is it you do for a living? Well, I, I work at ASDA, but I'm also got a business. How <laughs> much your business? Um, self-employed contractor. Uh, basically, I, I just I kind of go. Around, it's hard to describe, to be fair. But I just basically go up to folk and I kind of say something like, uh, "I'll eat that booger if you give me five pounds," <laughs> or "I will eat that little bit of shit right there if you give me a tenner." Nay, fifteen pound for a bit of shit. Tax free. Yeah. Well, no tax free. Self employed. Human litter bin. Yeah. Disgusting. Okay. Any other weird questions you've got for us? No more weird questions, but I've got a non-gaming related. I don't even know what you'd call it. I meant I meant to bring this up last week, but we sort of get diverted. But uh, I want I just want it in. I was going to say in writing, but I want it in speech right now in front of the two of you mm-hmm. that I am off the Costa cream eggs. Oh, okay. And I'm <laughs> I'm undertaking a diet. Oh. So I'm, I'm putting it in speech, we'll say, so that I actually have to stick to it because, I don't know, I've just, I've spent the entire pandemic eating everything in sight and it needs to come to an end. To stop. <laughs> so uh, I even, I mean, i tell you something, you want to know how serious about this I am? No. I drank two litres of water today. Well Oof. done. That's a lot. Of I have seen some horrors today, right? <laughs> now, what I, do you mean? I usually wouldn't touch water. I can't stand the stuff. But I that's that's how serious I am about this. Okay. Two okay. litres in a day. Is it just nutrition that is seeing a change or are you going to partake in some exercise? I, as soon as I can kick a football without fear of getting arrested by the police, I will be playing football as much as I can every week. That's not the only form of exercise in the world. It's my favourite form of exercise okay. and the one I choose to partake in. Okay. I will, we've, we've got an exercise bike, I'll try and do bits and pieces on okay. it, but I don't... What about some VR game? There's actually quite a lot of exercise-inspired games out there. Yeah. Maybe, I'll maybe give it a shot. I need to, I need to be kind of careful. It sounds strange that I can play football, but I don't know, I think it's just because my body is used to it but like I do have a flipping torn meniscus and a torn ACL mm. so doing certain things like if I go on a bike for more than my exercise bike for more than 20 minutes like my knee just starts popping in every rotation so I do, I do need to be quite careful about what I do like I can't do much impact stuff mm. but um bit of Creed get some boxing on the go uh, that was good fun Creed was good fun actually mm-hmm. it oh, was good the mm. VR game Mm-hmm. But um, there, I, I've got one for you actually. See on the Nintendo Switch, there's one called like Jump Rope Challenge or something like that, and you basically take your two Switch, what are they called? Joy Cons. Joy Cons, and that's your like your skipping rope handles, and then you skipping rope. Mm. I could maybe, <laughs> maybe do that. that. There's definitely because skipping's yeah. actually quite good fun. Yeah, uh, and it's it is actually really good exercise, so you could maybe do that. 
I maybe try something like that then. I just you I, could, I, I, you I, don't, I do it in here. You've got high enough ceilings. <laughs> I do need to watch, but like I, I do need to watch what I do. Like it sounds silly that I can't go on a bike for twenty minutes, but I can play football. But I don't know. I think it's just because because yeah, a bike is supposed to be better for your knees, low impact. Uh, especially mm. considering some of the people I play football with and their fucking tackling ability. But I <laughs> uh, know I'm just I, I'm certainly I'm starting off with a pretty. A pretty strict diet. I was I was saying before we, we came on air, rather than have like a full I I'm a big believer of like if you're dieting heavy you should have a cheat day because mm. it keeps you sane. So I don't know if I'm gonna That's have good a good for your metabolism as well. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know if I'm gonna have a cheat day or spread it out as two cheap meals. No. So I don't know. I can maybe I maybe switch it up week to week, but certainly You need to just have a day and then you can pig out. As long as you've been healthy the other days. There's limits, but remember, remember Castle's ways cheat days. Mm. And he would send you pictures of like 12 packs of donuts from Greg's and stuff like that. And I'm like, you're taking this cheat day to new heights. Okay, well, will we make that a new weekly feature and you can update us on your weight loss efforts? Yeah, progress, yeah. I mean, I don't know that I'll have that much to say each week, but I'll, I'll bring it up, yeah. Because it seems to be fair, like, the reason I did mention it is because then I'll need to stick to yeah, it. Yeah, it's and accountability, I, I, isn't it? And I do need to stick to it. Like, I'm, don't get me wrong, I'm not huge by any means, but like, as I was saying, like when I brought that up a couple of weeks ago about like when my body fat used to be really low, I actually went and spoke to a few people to check to check in case I was remembering wrong, and they did say that I was like mid single figures, like mm. ridiculous. But it was because. Everything I, like, I did so much exercise. It wasn't necessarily my diet. I had a good metabolism, and as you do at that age, though, that's the thing. Aye, that's the uh, thing. That that, that that goes like I mean, at that time when I literally had body fat in the single digits, mm. I was still eating like a kebab most nights. But mm. the only thing was, other than that, all I was eating was chicken, protein shakes, mm. and I was working out or playing yeah, football so for about you, three or four hours a day. Yeah, you'd have been in a calorie deficit. Aye, even eating one shite meal. Yeah. Okay, we shall move on. Corrections from last week. You mentioned, Craig, that Returnal was delayed from March to April, but that wasn't quite right, was it? No, it was delayed from March to April. Initially, it was coming out in March, and then it moved to the end of April. I had thought that there was two delays. I thought it got delayed from March to like the middle of April, and then again from the middle to the end, but it turns out it was just the one delay. It's hard to keep up with all these delays. That's true. Very but true. Uh, but yeah, that was so... It, it was, Did somebody go on you for this or something? No, it was, I mean, because I'd, I'd spoke about... Remember last week we spoke about how it went gold, and I'd thought, oh, oh they would have had time to release it. Well, it turns <clears> out they wouldn't have. So. I always ask for corrections. So you're slapping your own wrist, really. As what? soon as if somebody's went on in Twitter and meant, by the way, I think you'll find that Returnal's out. Oh, no, well, the only reason I know is because someone brought it up. But like, <laughs> I, inv- I, in- I invite people to bring it up because if they don't, then people will listen to this and go, aye, that's right enough then. I don't want to be mm. misinforming people. I see, I see. Okay, I'm not I- a fucking animal. I have... Oh, wait, sorry. Oh. I do... It's, this isn't technically a correction... I'd added this in late on, but last week we'd been speaking about the 60 FPS update for Ratchet and Clank that was coming, Yes. and how it was coming some point in April, and they hadn't really gave us a date. Turns out it was coming the 1st of fucking April, and they just decided to almost ghost drop it, so they'd said it was coming at some point in April, 
and then it just came out the day the last podcast went live. So just to let people know that that is available now. Okay. I have played very little this week other than what I've played with you involving It Takes Two. What have you guys been playing? Hitman. Still on Hitman. Have you made it onto the second level yet? No. Ah. I'm sure I'm actually struggling to kill the same guy. (laughs) It's quite hard. That's the thing. See, once you find one or two ways to to do the level, Mm. it then opens up. Like, at first, when you're first tackling a level, I think it's actually quite difficult. Mm -hmm. Like, I've been talking to someone that was new to the Hitman series, and I said to them, I wouldn't. I would honestly recommend watching a video of someone doing the level in a certain way, and then maybe copying that just to get the lay of the land, and then yeah. experiment after that because mm. it is hard. It is. I'm struggling. <laughs> that, that, Am I going to this Dartmoor mansion <laughs> thing that everybody says is cool as fuck? But I can't get past the first fucking level. <laughs> <laughs> is it is it the guy that goes easily upstairs in like right. a, an office? Yeah. Aye, we spent I think a while. Gonna, I think I need to do something with a chef. I think that's the way forward. Poison his food. That, is one, that is one of the options. Aye, but then all that. I know. I you know what I done that. I poisoned his food. He went to the toilet to be sick, but his two bodyguards were standing outside the toilet. So I was like, oh, I can't just walk in the toilet. Surely they're going to have a word, a word with me about that. Mm. You, you know can you can already be in there. You poison right. the food and then you can go and hide and like a basket in the toilet and then pop out and drown him. Ah, right. I'll try that then. Ah, you need you need to be there before he is. Got you. Right. Cool. Well, that motherfucker's dying tonight. <laughs> <laughs> His time has come. I have been playing. Yeah, more it takes two, which we I think we've made two sessions on it since yeah, we last. We have, yeah. Since we last talked, we we kind of play maybe like an hour chunk at a time, and it's like a ten hour game. So we've still got a fair bit to go, but mm. it's just really good. It's funny. It's the gameplay is really clever. Like, the different environments, I think, have have been really cool as well. Like you were up a tree, and it, you really felt like you were up a tree. You know, <laughs> it's definitely definitely got Honey I Shrunk the Kids vibes. Yeah. Speaking of nostalgic films earlier, like that's mm. one another one that I've watched quite a few times mm. last year. The kids loved it. But, uh, I've not seen that film in so long. It's worth watching. It's still like I don't know. It's, yeah. I, it's still a classic film. I, if you were a thirty-six-year-old man watching it for the first time now, you'd probably find it quite shite. But like, if you've got nostalgia for it, you'll enjoy it. Yeah. And certainly, my kids enjoyed it because did they? Did they watch I, it? Six and four thought it was fucking cool. excellent. What they also thought was excellent was Honey, I blew up the kid, which is just fucking awful. Aye, it's really bad. Is there just one sequel? Or is that, I feel as if there's more. I think it was just one. Is it? And I blew up the kids. I feel like there was more. I feel yeah. as if there was more as well. When you say that, it does sound familiar, but... That will be a correction on the, on next week after we looked up. <laughs> we'll get Dr. Google on it now while I run through what else oh, I've that, been playing. I'll check it while you're doing okay. other stuff. So, also, I'm not going to go into it, but more 
uh, PES 2021 and PC. I would just like to point out in our little notes, Craig has put a love heart next to it as well. It's so, so fucking good. I think good. that just highlights how much he loves it. It's so fucking good. The only reason I'm bringing it up, because again, like every single week I'm playing PES, so usually I don't even mention it, but the reason I'm bringing it up is because with it coming up to the Euros in a couple of months, I am going to do a Let's Play series going Scotland and trying to and taking them through the Euros. Like I'll set up the proper... Uh, the the proper groups and stuff like that and see how far we can take the national team. Okay. So. Do you, do you want to share with the podcast family what else you've done related to the Euros? Oh yeah, <laughs> I bought the Euro, the official Euros sticker album, so mm-hmm. I'm I'm on board with that. Hashtag got got need. So uh, I've actually I bought a I got a whole well, bunch. This is what I'm annoyed about. Continue. Yeah, I bought uh, loads of. Uh, packs of stickers and then sort of I bought them and then I haven't actually got around to sticking them all down like I think I've opened about 10 of the 50 packs I understand the enjoyment is is that I suppose isn't it extortionate this happened in 2014 when he decided to do the world cup one and it costs hundreds of pounds he spent lots and lots of money and I don't even think you finished it did you uh, I, we're trying to find it because I must have came close. I did come close. I don't think you were far off. Either. To be fair, the reason, I mean, it's expensive anyway, but the reason that one costs so much is because I didn't realise that now there's a fucking website you can go into and you can order the ones you're missing yeah. for 12p a sticker. But, uh, I mean, it's, I think packs are 90p and you get five stickers in it and there's about 700 stickers in an album. So mm. it's Shit. it's... It's no joke. It's, it costs more than the old wrestling ones used to. Oh, I've still got my 1992. Do uh, you? Merlin, you know the one with the pink border and Bret Hart on it? I've still got that. Oh, you'll need to bring that round so I can get a wee swatch yeah, of that. Still got it. I've, st- I've got a few different magazines for WWE. Oh, you need to bring them round. I need to see this. Okay. Uh, it's Panini now, but um, mm. I just, I don't know. Like The main reason that I was going to skip it and then it was Squinny on Twitter that had bought it and he tagged me in it and I was like, oh, fuck's sake. I wouldn't even have thought about it. Now I'm going to have to do it. But it's Scotland's first time at a tournament in it's a weird, 23 years. It's such a weird thing, that it? Sticker albums when you think about it. Cause it's, no... just a, it's just a total cash grab. I don't know. It's like, where do you, do you get enjoyment from it? Yeah, see, see that's what um, I find strange. Is well, you get I, I do from yeah, stickers on paper. Well, you open it up and you, you're you're looking at. I will lose my shit when I get the Scotland shiny. I tell you that right now. <laughs> Are the shinies the logo? Aye, right. I'll show you all after. It's great. So can't wait. Um, yeah, I'm gonna. So I want to get it filled. Like, I mean, this could literally be the first. It could be another twenty three years before Scotland make a tournament. Mm. So I'm gonna keep yeah. it nice and then give it to Nathan because you can also get your own stickers made up. So I'm gonna get a sticker made up of Nathan and Erin and put it at the front of the book, and it can be a wee keepsake for them. And that's the story I'm sticking with, so I can spend all this money in stickers. <laughs> <laughs> Where is the Euros taking place this time? It's all over the place. Everywhere. Uh, it's it's in like twelve or thirteen different cities. Like oh. some of the games are at Hamden. Both mm. two of Scotland's games are at Hamden, and then the game against England's at uh, Wembley. But there's games in Italy. There's games in Spain. There's games in. Wow. It was obviously ha- like just perfect timing with there been a pandemic. The first Euros to be held all over Europe, so that they can all <laughs> fucking dive <laughs> about. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's the only reason I'm bringing up Pez. I will be doing a, a Scotland-related let's play, maybe another country after if if it goes down well. Mm-hmm. 
I also played a little bit of the PG to PGA Tour 2K21, just one round. It was on the stream. You can check out that on YouTube if you one want. One round is enough, folks, because uh, the excitement after playing one round of golf, oh my God, you, you'll be exhausted. <laughs> you will be exhausted. You would you would get hooked. <laughs> I don't think I would. I think you would. Uh, what else? I played a little bit of The Outer Worlds. I went back. I wanted to... I, it was annoying. I had a bit of a stop-start sort of fiasco with it because I own the game on PlayStation. That's what I played it on when it initially came out. And I loved it. enjoyed it. But... Um, when I was going to, I was going to play through it again because I want to play the DLC, but I don't really remember that much about the initial story, and it's not that long. It's not as long as Fallout games, so my plan was to play through the game again on Xbox and then play the DLC. But so I played it for the first two hours on Xbox and then realised that I must have either bought or maybe I got a code for it. I can't remember for the original game, but. In that original game, it was the sort of special edition or whatever. So it turns out I already own the DLC on PlayStation. So now I'm in an awkward position position where I've put two hours into the Xbox version. But I'm probably going to have to go back and play it again on PlayStation because I already own the DLC, so I'm not buying it again. So... Oh, what a schoolboy era. <laughs> just, it's in, I'm, in, I'm in flux with that, but it's, it's good. Uh, it's, it's had the 60 FPS update and it makes a massive difference. It really does. Like, it's, it's just it's a much... It's just a much smoother experience. Like, it's... It's probably quite jarring when you go back to 30. It would, it would be, because it, it? it is just... It's really... I don't Noticeable. know. Like, that was always the thing. Like, COD always felt much better than any other FPS, but COD always ran at 60 FPS. And that was most of the reason why it always felt so fluid mm. so now all these games getting this update is bringing them up to that and it is it's hard to not that you have to go back now because it has even on i'm pretty sure oh i don't quote in that maybe on last year it's not 60 but, well, but it certainly there's another correction it has <laughs> it has been updated anyway so uh, i might have to start that again on playstation but either way it's it's very good still and the last thing I have been playing was last week's pick of the week, which is Disco Elysium, the final cut. I'm only an hour or so in. It's very interesting so far. I think I'm going to really enjoy it, but it's a lot to get your head around. Like It's fully voiced now, so the original game, I think it was all just text-based, you would have to read it, but now it's all fully voiced. So you've got this guy that's sort of narrating your thoughts, um, who does a really good job, and then there's a lot of kind of sarcastic humour in it early doors, because you play as this detective who wakes up in a drunken mess, can't remember his own name, doesn't even know he's a detective, and you're having to go out and talk to people and sort of retrace what you've been doing the last couple of weeks. Uh, a couple of days, sorry, and it turns out that you've been staying at this hotel and the hotel has a dead body out the back stuck in a tree and for about three days they've been trying to get you to remove the body and find out what's going on and it seems like you've just been going about the place getting pissed and not actually doing anything. Well, <laughs> um, so, pal, will you get rid of that dead body in that tree? Well, that's pretty much what the guy's saying. 
Like you go down and he's like, "Ah, you did a great job removing that body, and uh, you did, and I can't believe you solved the case all by yourself, and you didn't even trash a hotel room." And then you, your response is, "I, I didn't do any of those things." <laughs> so it, it's interesting. It seems really cool. The thing I was worried about going in was the dice rolls uh, when you've got decisions to make, or if if you have to challenge someone on something, depending on what your stats are, you roll a dice and depending on how high your stats are, it gives you the more probability of winning that altercation. Mm-hmm. And I, I understand it, but I don't think I fully understand it yet. Like, all my stats are quite low, so every time I've had to roll a dice, I've lost and came out the worse in that encounter. But obviously, as the game progresses, I expect that with upping my stats, that'll yeah. improve. You have no... It's totally random what you mm-hmm. roll. You just press the button. So... It seems interesting. Uh, we do have a review going up on the website later today. I have it in my inbox. I just need to format and publish it. It was uh, DK Shadow, who is K.A. Pedersen. He's wrote the review, and I had a skim through that, and he really enjoyed it, uh, despite the fact that it is a little bit buggy just now. So it looks like once it gets the patch that it clearly needs, that it would be even better. But it's it's definitely a game to look out for. It looks really, really good. You've also wrapped up our Game of the Month Not So Casual Game Club game after party, haven't you? I have it ten minutes before we started recording. <laughs> I rolled the credits. <laughs> I didn't I mean I thought it was alright, but it, it didn't engage me enough where I was like, Wait, I'm gonna complete this. Aye. I totally forgot about it to be fair. I won- I did wonder if it was gonna be your sort of thing, because it is very like it's not it is slow paced but it's very yeah. like you can't skip forward with anything you just have to watch the things play out and a lot of things walking from A to B yeah. and it is just kind of the humour involved so I, I, I wasn't sure if you would if it would be your sort of thing I did, but I did find it a bit slow play, so uh, I did find it a bit slow paced as well yeah like, it, oh, it definitely is like it definitely is but um, I I thoroughly enjoyed it it was there's so many Obviously, we can go into some spoilers since this. We are we are discussing that. I've had some questions in as well about the game and some comments, but uh, it's really, really good. So the, the, the premise behind the game, spoiler warning, is that you and you play as two people, Milo and Lola. I forgot her name there. Mm-hmm. Milo and Lola. And you wake up in hell, basically, and you don't know how you died, you don't know why you're there, and you find out that there's a loophole that you can get out of hell by out-drinking the devil. So <laughs> you do some different tasks to, first of all, get a meeting with the devil, and then he sends you on a kind of wild goose chase before you are able to try and out-drink him to try and get back to the real world. Uh, you meet a lot of interesting characters like it's really really funny throughout there is some mini games as well there's like beer pong and there's a drinking game where you have to like take shots and then stack them up and if you stack them up the fastest then you win um it's it's just really funny it's all about the narrative uh it's the same people that made oxen free which was like a more a more kind of oxen free i think you didn't play that either no no it's you can tell straight away it's the same style it's a, a very distinctive art style, but it's it's I think it's better than Oxen Free. Like in fact that was actually I think one of the questions we get. Yep, Mike asked, Do you think After Party is better than Oxen Free? I do. I, I really liked Oxen Free a lot because of the art style, but the story for me in that kinda of went not off a cliff, but 
it was very um, supernatural and that didn't really hold me as much so I didn't think it all pieced together as well whereas After Party is just humour and it's all very with Oxenfree I remember a few times having to check a guide for where to go to next whereas After Party was very streamlined it was always you need to go here you always knew where to go you always knew what to do next and it was all just about experiencing it as it unfolded Um. I'd, I really enjoyed it. I'd highly recommend it. It is two playthroughs if you're wanting all the trophies or achievements or whatever. But um, it's, Which we do. Aye, of course. I'll be, like, I'm going to start that again in the next couple of days to do a second playthrough. But it's, it is really good. Um, I thought it was interesting that Satan is voiced by Lee from you know, Telltale's Walking Dead, the episodic Walking Dead. I was sitting. It was actually you. I think that noticed it it first. You were like, I recognise that guy's voice, and I was like, that's fucking Lee from The Walking Dead. And we looked up in IMDb, and right enough, uh, it was. But yeah, I I think it was just like there was a lot of like sort of daft humour, like a lot of kind of different funny stuff that happened. Like at one point, they're trying to like beam you to a certain place. I think it was when there was like a trial going on. You were supposed there was like an a, a multiple murderer that you're like supposed to be helping uh, send down or not? Were you trying to get him off? I can't even remember. Uh, you were going to this trial anyway, and they were supposed to teleport you there, but instead they accidentally teleport you out to this random place, and there's a guy shagging a tree, and then they're like, "Oh, sorry," and then they like beam across, and it's just loads of like little mm. random events like that. Like mm. it's just it's good humor. Like I'm really looking forward to seeing what the the studio do next. Um, we did get and you teleport and there's Terry in a hop <laughs> Terry in a hot tub <laughs> a woman bent over that would have been good <laughs> uh, another question we got in was Jason who said what's with the severe frame rate dips during the taxi rides long and short of it is it's a disguised loading screen um, when you're going from location to location it's they bridge the gap by you spend a taxi ride and there's dialogue and there's a few options there's a few dialogue options in there but basically it's a loading screen mm-hmm. and that's why sometimes the taxi kind of stutters when it's going point to point like mm-hmm. outside of that the performance is fine but um that is just to disguise the fact that it's loading an exterior mm-hmm. and we got a comment in from james who said great pick for game of the month guys it's not called game of the month but i'll let you off uh, I had never even heard of this to be game. Fair, it took us eleven episodes to come up with a name. <laughs> Aye, fair enough. It probably was when he <laughs> probably was when he was exactly. writing this. Uh, he says, uh, "Great pick for Game of the Month, guys." I had never heard of this game or the developer before. It was mentioned on the podcast, but I loved every bit of it. So I would say to you, James, it might be worth checking out Oxen Free if you enjoyed this because it is sort of a similar vein, but just be aware that it's not funny. It's more. Supernatural based. Okay. Which you're not a fan of at all. You hate your ghosts and your goblins and your monsters, don't you? I'm see to be honest, I'm I'm getting a little bit more open to it. Like yeah. see five years ago, I would have just put it off straight away. I can't be asked. Like it has to be at least a little bit based in reality. Uh, like that's why the only superhero films I would watch is Batman, because Batman was more of a like a guy with gadgets and stuff. Yeah. But I'm slowly I'm slowly starting to come, come out of my shell a wee bit. Even couple, <laughs> even a year or two, watched one Star Wars film. Wow, what one? See, I, I mean, I don't know the fucking name of it, but yeah. see when they, you know how 
they hadn't made one for years, and then the first one when they came back. Yeah. Oh, you! My it's, God! It's you like started a theme- with the Phantom Menace. No, it was like released in like 2015 or something. Oh, all those ones. Aye. Also, no, that's not too bad. It's like a female, with... a female lead. Aye, I know what you mean. Aye, I quite enjoyed it. The Force all... Awakens. Probably. I thought it was alright. I quite enjoyed it. You've started at quite a fair distance into the story, though. But like, Aye. It's hard at this point, because if you watched it the way it should be, like you can watch it the way... Like it's chronological, yeah. Or you could watch it from release date, because mm-hmm. ah, it goes four, five, six, one, two, three, seven, yeah. eight, nine, yeah. But it's weird because you're watching. If you do it that way, you're watching a film that's made in like the late seventies. Mm. That the technology's no there at all, but it's supposed to be further in the future. It's very strange. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like I feel almost that sort of what we were saying earlier. Like I don't have the nostalgia for Star Wars. So I feel like going back and watching four, five, and six, I'll just be looking, going, "This looks shite." Yeah, I don't know because I think a lot of it still holds up. Does it? And it is. If you don't like that sort of stuff, which I don't think you do, it's probably going to be a bit of a slog for you. But they're classic films. I know. I mean, it feels as if you have to watch them. I maybe will. Actually, one of the reasons that I watched that one, The Force Awakens, apparently it's Mm. called. Uh, one reason I watched that one was because at that point Nathan was maybe about four and I remember thinking he's definitely going to end up into Star Wars so I should probably have an idea what's going on Aye. and, and that's why kid, I watched they're it they're good but... for kids because there's, there's usually something bright on the screen something going on because yeah. imagine for kids it's you've got to imagine the way they view stuff's a lot different like if they were watching like say a Spider-Man film they're probably just waiting for Spider-Man to come on the screen and start flipping about. Whereas when we watch it, we don't mind with the bits where they're talking in between. Yeah. But they're probably watching that going, this is boring. Yeah. Oh, yeah. waiting for the action bit. Every time we put a film on, Dad, can you put it to this bit? Dad, can you put it to that bit? <laughs> Fuck's sake. Do they watch, watch the, the film? Do they watch The Wiggles? Your kids watch The Wiggles. What the hell is The Wiggles? No. no. You know heard of The Wiggles? Is this, massive. Is this a joke or something? No, they're like a... Like, I think they're Australian or New Zealand. Uh, they're like a group. Um, I think there's like three guys and a girl or something like that. They wear like black trousers and like a coloured t-shirt. So but like ones get like almost like uh, Teletubbies. One's yellow, one's red, one's mm. blue. Should I have heard of them? Green one. Nah, and they sing songs. And they're always like their their forever stance or like gaze is always like wise eyes wide open, mouth agape. Oh oh. Oh, kids! You know what I mean? That kind of way. Or like looking at the cameras, have to go. Ah, oh, what I, was that? Am I the only one that's concerned about why he knows so much about this when he doesn't have kids? I was like, I was listening to a podcast. I bet you were. But you've seen them at concert. Here we go, kids. It's the Wiggles. That's much Australian accent. Okay, and so do we have a game for April to share with our listeners, Craig? Yes, uh, this actually doubles up with our pick of the week. We are going to tackle Oddworld Soulstorm. Uh, this is a game that a lot of people should have access to for ostensibly for free this month. So I feel like it's a good pick and one that I think we're all planning yeah, to, to check out anyway. So, is yep. it on PlayStation Plus or that Play at Home? PlayStation Plus. Right. Ah, it's PlayStation Plus. Um 
Yeah, I was going to just read a kind of little excerpt of it from the PlayStation Store in case anyone isn't aware of what Oddworld is. But uh, in Oddworld Soulstorm, you reprise the role of Abe the Muckadon, accidental hero turned leader of a growing revolution. We first met Abe in Oddworld New and Tasty, which is a remake of Abe's Odyssey. Soulstorm is the second in the quintology. In it, you explore a massive cinematic scale and weird and wonderful 2.9D environments filled with breathtaking visuals. 2.9D lets you venture into the world. It creates greater scale and action. So, it's funny, like, I mean, I played Abe's Odyssey back in the day, but, I mean, I, I remember you were trying to get out of the meatpacking plant, I remember you were trying to save all the other guys, but, I don't know, I feel like that had more exposition in it there than I remember, than I give the game credit for. Mm-hmm. I just remember trying to escape room to room and farting a lot. Yeah. It was much. back It was back when it, the cutscenes were like FMV, like, kind of cutscenes. That's right, yeah. Remember? It wasn't like yeah. in, I, in game. Kind of I thing. didn't ever touch the new and tasty remake. Did you? No, no. no. I totally I forgot. Played... I, I remember there was Oddworld New and Tasty, but I, I sort of thought it was a new game, oh, not I a remake. Well, when I didn't know until you just said that, I thought it was a different game. I'd be more likely to play it since I thought it was a remake. But but I Oddworld Soulstorm. I mean, there's no. It didn't look as if advanced copies were sent out. So I was looking at it this morning, and a few places had reviews in progress. And the general consensus was positive, so I think it'll be a good game to play. It's usually get good reviews. Yeah, I think it's been, it's been delayed long enough. They bloody they should have refined it enough by now. <laughs> okay, so if you have not yet played last week's shitty platinum, Craig has kindly posted a little how-to video of Jack and Jill DX over at YouTube.com forward slash Pure Dead Gaming. What delight do you have in store for us this week? Shitty platinum of the week. Right, so I, I sort of went into this a little bit last week by shitty saying, platinum, shitty shitty platinum, shitty <laughs> platinum, shitty shitty platinum, shitty platinum, shitty shitty platinum, shitty platinum. I'm gonna clip that and use that every week. Now. We should actually. Uh, yes. No, let me do it, and I'll I'll build it up like an orchestra of okay. vocals. Okay. Right. So harmonise it, everyone. Yeah. Right. Shitty Brilliant. platinum, shitty platinum. <laughs> right, you do that. You do that, and then we can just insert it every right. week. Okay. Right. Uh, I sort of went into this last week with Jack and Jill DX saying it was I quite enjoyed it so I just want to reiterate here before I get into this game that shitty platinum is a platinum that you can obtain easily and relatively quickly. It's, it's not, not necessarily a shit game. I, it's not necessarily a shit game because this week's one is a game that I would recommend people play. Chickens on the road was that's a, a shit, shit game. game. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, that's that was a shit game and the guy should feel bad. The guy that made it should feel very bad. But uh, this one is called Her Majesty's Her Majesty's Spiffing. Okay. You've heard of this game before, no? No. It's developed and published by Billy Goat Entertainment. They previously specialised in animated advertisements for Irish television before making the game. And they decided... <laughs> what a that, leap. I know. <laughs> So they decided. What the fuck? They decided that they wanted to make a game. So they went. What did you do? Aye. So they went to Kickstarter, and it was like an absolute mess. Like they, I, just I imagine this this business meeting, right, guys? What do you want? What kind of accent was that? <laughs> it's like, what do you want to do now? 
that's not a knife. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they went to Kickstarter, and I'm not sure exactly how much they were trying to raise, but they, according to their own website, uh, failed awfully uh, and only managed to raise twelve thousand dollars out of uh, three hundred thirty-eight backers. So they went back to the drawing board, came up with some more stuff, and went it's back. Not by on... the amount to raise, but it's not for a video game, it's not a lot. No. So they went back on to Kickstarter again a bit later, and the second time they actually did manage to raise, I think, enough money to get the game made. Wait, hold, what did they do as the first business again? Advertising. Animated advertisements. They, you they, think they, they'd be they able to advertise the Kickstarter a bit better? You would think so. <laughs> <laughs> so holy shit it's why they moved on to video games because they might not have been very good <laughs> well they've not see to be fair I've not actually looked up where they are now because to my knowledge this is the only game they made and like oh, I Christ. don't think it's sold particularly what are they moving on to new fucking TV dinners or something <laughs> I don't know that it's sold particularly well but it's really funny it's a point and click it's like a point and click style game and well, you Limp Broken Sword? It, well, it's heavily... They themselves say it's heavily inspired oh, by, like, 90s LucasArts games. Yeah. But it's it's not the same sort of graphical style. Like, it is 3D. Yeah. Uh, and it's all about... Um, it's like a kind of space exploration. Um, but the the two guys that are... That you play as, they're, like, really posh English, like, toffs that hmm. are out. Um, and like I say, it only takes about an hour to complete... Uh, you would, if you wanted to get the platinum, want to use a guide, uh, or certainly the thousand G. Like there's missable achievements and trophies in there that you have to perform. And if you were just playing through it without a guide, you would miss some of the stuff requiring a second playthrough. But I wanted you to need ha- your shitty platinum shaman exactly. to guide you. <laughs> there's plenty of guides out there, uh, but it's. I wanted to highlight this one because it's a game that. Unless you've played, I don't, I don't think anyone like people only come across it if they've played it. Like it's not like people are like, oh yeah, I've heard of that game, but I've never played it. Like it's not. It was never well advertised. It was never, but it was good. It's genuinely funny. Like I think there wasn't even that many. You know, like these games come out and there's not even that many reviews of them. Yeah. Like it was one of these, but the reviews it did get, I didn't see any review that was less than a seven. Like the the main thing against it was it was too short. But I think it was short because they had very limited funding. Mm. Um. So I just I, I wanted to use this this week's one to highlight a decent game that you can get a platinum in about an hour. This week we're going for Her Majesty's Spiffing. Okay. I will put up a video again this week, but I think I'll maybe just clip together a few sort of funny parts for it rather than record the entire sort of hour and 20 minutes or whatever it is. Cool. So moving on to news this week, the Microsoft and PlayStation War continues in a somewhat bizarre move almost Developed by Sony, upcoming MLB The Show 21 will be free at launch for Game Pass subscribers on both Xbox Series X and S and Xbox One, while it'll be sold for full price on PlayStation 5 Mm. and PlayStation 4. 
MLB Not Sony is listed as the game's publisher on Xbox, so whether the league struck this deal as opposed to PlayStation is unclear. It's worth noting that third-party titles do rotate in and out of Microsoft's subscription service, so members won't be able to download this title forever, although no timeline has been attached to its availability. Is it the same on the Xbox where you can kind of add it to your library and then you can download it forever? No, it's more like the sort of PlayStation Now, so you've got access uh, to it, uh, but if it ever right. leaves the service, you then aye, then you, you have to... I think yeah. if it's ever been part of it, while it's part of Xbox Game Pass, you can then purchase it at a discount, like a 10 or 20% off or something. Can but, I mean, it's, it's likely to be on there for about six months, uh, which should be plenty for anybody playing a baseball game, to be fair. Yeah. I've always heard good things about this. It's game. meant to be brilliant. I've always, I've always heard. I mean, it looks decent. Aye. Um, and I always heard because I always look think of career modes with sports games. Yeah. Because what else are you can really play if you want to go in depth on it? Mm. Uh, and I always heard this game had a good career mode, but I don't know anything about baseball, and it seems like a pretty boring fucking game. They last about three or four hours or something on the telly. Aye, it just seems long. so fucking yeah. boring. Ah, it's like it's like a slightly more exciting cricket. Ah, there doesn't seem to be any immediacy. Is that no. a word? Immediacy. Coined. Coined it. <laughs> Coined it. Immediacy. I don't know if that's a word, guys. I don't think it is. <laughs> Scrabble says no. <laughs> but um Oh, by the way, there is only two honey I shrunk the yeah. films. Uh, so you were right. Good. I'll take that as a personal win. Uh, I right. So there's a lot to say about this. Uh, first of all, like I, the internet had an absolute fucking meltdown about this. Like there was PlayStation centric websites, like basically like tolling the bell for PlayStation's death because a, a baseball game coming to Xbox. I. <laughs> I get it doesn't look great, but I don't think it's as big a deal as some people are trying to make out. Like, yeah, it doesn't... Like, people... Sony, like, fans who have bought this game every year, like, they're big baseball fans, they've bought this game every year, it is a bit of a kick in the teeth that now all of a sudden it's coming to Xbox and Xbox players don't even have to pay for it. I mean, that is a bit of a blow for them. I'll, I'll give you that, but it's also... But that's part and parcel of what console you choose. Well, that's You'll the thing. get advantages if you're a PlayStation owner than you would over Xbox. It's just... Well, not in this particular game. No, not in this one, but, you know what I mean? It's... I, I, I mean, it, like, just on the face of it, it doesn't look good. A, a PlayStation-published game... Or they're not publishing it on Xbox, but a, a game that is made by a studio that Sony owns going out for free on Xbox. It doesn't necessarily look good, but I don't think it's this end-of-the-world nonsense. No. And, like, this has caused even more people to start coming out with... Like, I think ever since Xbox Game Pass started gaining a lot of steam, like, it's a great deal. It's it's a, it's a too-good-to-be-true deal. Like, the amount of value you get with Xbox Game Pass. Mm-hmm. And what's happening now... Basically, Microsoft have almost limitless pockets and they're willing to lose a lot of money to be number one in the gaming sphere. 
like Xbox Game Pass never made money, and in the last six months they've bought X they've bought Bethesda for seven point five billion. That we they're fucking still backing those money trucks up. Cash. You know what I mean? They've bought that. They've also at no extra cost to Xbox Game Pass bought that EA Play into the mix. So now you get all the EA games for free as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, that would have cost them a lot. So they were losing money before. Now they're losing a fuck ton of money. But because they're Microsoft, they don't care. Like, I, I mean, I do think it's a matter of time before they up the price of Game Pass. But even if they... Game Pass is £10 just now. Even if they made it £20, they'd still be losing money. Like, every month yeah, on this. Would pay, I mean, it's still worth it, to be fair as well. But I don't. I just think... Twenty pounds probably too much in people's heads. To pay. That's the thing. I so I don't know, but I, I think they're going to have to put it up a bit because even Microsoft with their almost unlimited cash, there's only so much you're willing to lose. I think so. But the problem that I'm finding is that everybody's now looking at the likes of Sony and saying Sony needs to respond. Sony needs to do the same thing. Sony can't do the same thing. Sony doesn't have anywhere near the money Microsoft has. If Sony did what Microsoft were doing, say say Sony turned PlayStation now into Game Pass and tried to mirror it, put all their first party games day one on PlayStation now and then just started adding all these games and adding EA Play, Sony would go bankrupt. They don't have the money to do this. But Microsoft just throwing endless amounts of cash trying to get dominance in the gaming industry now has everyone looking at the likes of PlayStation going, you need to do the same. They can't do the same. They physically can't do it. It's not sustainable for PlayStation to do this. But because, like I say, because Microsoft are willing to lose an arm and a leg to to do this, to like pe- people think that everybody should follow suit. Like, I mean, fucking Nintendo are over there killing Mario, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> deleting Mario games from the store. They can have zero fucks. <laughs> Um, but because there's not enough Mario games, folks. Aye. <laughs> Whereas you've got Microsoft who have went to MLB presumably and thought they. I mean, they've literally brought that that MLB the show over to Xbox day one just to fucking annoy Sony. That's why they've done it, and it's cost them millions. But they've done it for a laugh. <laughs> like I don't think that's true. <laughs> oh, they've definitely done it for a laugh. <laughs> No! <laughs> See, every time you say stuff like this, I just get images of how the meeting went. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, well, I've got a few extra million guys. Who wants to fuck about with Sony? Uh, let's, let's do it, boys. I'm telling you right now, that meeting where they, they finalised MLB The Show going to Xbox Game Pass, it ended with everyone around the table pissing themselves laughing. And I'm no one, not a single person can tell me otherwise. And if it didn't, then they should all be sacked on the spot because it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> okay, so the PlayStation Now editions for April 2021 have been revealed. Joining the lineup of over 700 games this month is Marvel's Avengers, Borderlands 3, and The Long Dark. Uh, that, that's them. I think they're at like something like 720 odd games available Oof. on it. Um, so decent additions this month to be fair I mean that Avengers game is dead in arrival yeah. but uh, it's still supposedly a pretty good single player game like it's, it's mm. apparently worth playing through and hopefully it sort of ups the player base on it and obviously Borderlands 3 is a good game uh, I, I don't know much about The Long Dark to be fair but um, I've, I've, 
it's one of those kind of games that's from like a smaller studio. Right. I think it's like a survival game. Oh, right, okay. And I think I've got it, in, I actually got it in my rental queue, uh, but it's quite low down. You know what I mean? So Aye. one of those games I've put my rental queue just in case there's, there's nothing, nothing else. And Aye. It sent out. Yeah. It's worth noting, though, that uh, on PlayStation Now, the Marvel's Avengers and Borderlands 3, it's the PlayStation 4 versions not the upgraded PlayStation 5 versions, although I have seen a few people on Twitter suggesting that there's different workarounds that let you access the PlayStation 5 upgraded versions if you have the PlayStation Now subscription, but I can't confirm nor deny that, so don't bother writing in and having a go. Um, But certainly the PlayStation 4 versions are available, and I think they should be there for at least a minimum of three months. I'm not sure if they've gave a, a time scale, but... So how uh, long are the games usually on there for? Is that once the game's put on, that's it? On now? Sometimes games are there for a long period of time. Sometimes they're only there for like six months. It's very similar oh. to Game Pass. Yeah. The The thing that makes Game Pass better is that they have, they bring a lot of games out day one, like day and date. Like so MLB The Show, like mm. that's coming to Game Pass the day it comes out. Right. Whereas in PS Now, it's always games like I mean Marvel's Avengers has been out six months Borderlands mm-hmm. has been out a year okay. uh, the old game that's years old I think aye but I mean to be fair like see if you go on and get it on sale you can get a year's PS now for like 35 quid so for 35 quid to have access to like 700 games yeah, yeah for the price of one aye, it's, it's pretty crazy it's pretty so. good aye our next piece of news comes via Video Gamer who said that Tripwire Interactive has announced that Shark PG Maneater will be getting a whole new DLC installment in the form of Maneater Truth Quest, set for release this summer. The add-on will follow on immediately from the main game's story and we'll see Chris Parnell's Trip West Haven narrator character return with a new conspiracy theory-styled documentary series that acts as the framework as he investigates the dark secrets of Port Clovis. Well, you played this game where you love a sharks. Well, it's a game where you're a shark. I was <laughs> fucking all over it, honestly. <laughs> like, I, I, I've got like quite a good relationship with the public. With it, I. <laughs> <laughs> mean sharks are tight. Uh, no, with the publisher of this game. So as soon as it was announced, I was like, hook me the fuck up with this thing. <laughs> Uh, so we ended up reviewing it on the site, but it's actually pretty good. Like, see, to be fair, like, and the stuff that was shown before release, I was like, it'll be fun to swim about for five minutes, but at the end of what the day... Do? What do you do with it? You, you go about basically causing carnage. So Biting folk. Uh, and- the, whole, the whole story is done in, in like... As if it's like a, a documentary style TV show, right. and there's like a guy that's like a shark catcher or whatever, like a shark I know what you mean. hunter. Yeah. Uh, and it's when it, it starts off with uh, you're in, you escape from him. He's killed your mother, I think. God, it was a year ago I played this. Now he, ki- he ki- ah, exactly, <laughs> uh, and I think he goes to kill you, but you like bite his arm off and you escape. <laughs> Really? And so then she start off as like a baby shark, and then you Nobody? start. No, fuck off! No, no, no. no. I thought some dude that gave us a do 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 do. But anyway, so you start off as a baby shark, and uh, you go about you eat different fish and stuff like that. And the more you eat, the bigger you get. Um, there's 
predators. There's like I think maybe eight of them, like apex predators that you have to take out. Like there's like a fucking giant crocodile is one of them. They're all boss fights, and in between, right. so and in between that you yeah, have yeah. to like eat humans. So there'll be like humans like. I don't know, paddling about and stuff like you eat them and that fills up a bar that when that gets full then a new shark hunter comes after you and you have to right. take them out so there's almost like two different types of bosses uh, and they all mm. come with different Sounds w- right. different <laughs> methods of attacking you uh, but it, it does get I mean it's not like realistic or anything like, like you get upgrades you can like I've obviously when I've wrote that question uh when that out I've wrote it's obviously autocorrected to shark PG but it's a uh, it's, uh, well, it's shark a shark RPG, RPG. so you can um, upgrade like your fins oh, or you can up- upgrade up- your teeth aye you upgrade your teeth you can get electrified teeth and stuff like that like <laughs> you can see. you can turn your shark into an absolute monstrosity yeah there's five new organ evolutions yeah so you can upgrade mm. that but and there's d- also a new uber apex predator category of wildlife Oh, fucking hell! Yeah. But it, it was, honestly, it was it was really good. Like they released it like a PlayStation Five version of it that was on PlayStation Plus, um, and I had been thinking about going back and playing through it again, just because it's only like maybe eight hours or something. Like that. And it was like I don't know, it's just daft fun. Although there, see a few of the the Apex Predators, they were quite tough. Like sometimes, like I don't know, they, were they quite should tu- be. Uh, quite tough to beat, but it was it's a fun game. It is actually quite fun. I'm definitely gonna check out actually, the DLC. Uh, quite intrigued. <laughs> it's see when I first started playing it, it was difficult. Like I couldn't mm. get by the first bit. I think I I, I, w- I was having trouble with like, the locking on system. But right. once you get used to it, it's 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 a good game. I would recommend checking it out. Okay, according to Mary Jo Foley over at ZDNet. Microsoft may be planning an event in the coming weeks called What's Next for Gaming? Quote, Microsoft is supplementing its main larger conferences this year with small What's Next virtual events. A What's Next for Gaming event is expected in the coming weeks. The GameStack live event, also listed on the US events page, is not that event, I hear. Just more of these kind of smaller events. Uh, I, th- I think this was... Remember we'd been talking a few weeks ago about how there was an event planned for March and then they had that indie showcase. Seemingly, that wasn't the March event that people had been talking about. It was okay. this, okay. but it's kind of been delayed, I think. Um, uh, it's, it's hard to know what they'll show off. I think it's about time they showed Halo Infinite again. Like It's coming out later this year. And they really need to start showing off some some gameplay or certainly footage of that that gets people more excited for what's coming. Uh, I wouldn't expect any major announcements or anything like that. I think it would just be, as it said, what's next for gaming, some more kind of updates and things like that. I don't think it will be any blockbuster or here's fucking... In fact, I was going to say here comes Alan Wake 2, but that's actually starting to get... Um, that's starting to be those rumours been really? popping up about that again. I saying that Rem, Remedy might be working in Alan Wake too. Nice. I didn't bother, I didn't bother putting it in the news just because it is a rumour and it's a rumour that seems to pop up about once a year yeah. for about the past and decade. Because people want it to happen. Oh, people are desperate for it to which, happen. So which is a good sign because yeah. it shows that there's an there's audience de- there for it. Demand for it, yeah, definitely. Okay, so our number. 
five on our list, Far Cry 6 game designer Ted Timmons responded to a fan asking about when we can expect to see gameplay of the upcoming open world game with the following. Quote, just for a bit longer, but we have exciting content to show. Hope you'll like it. The game was delayed in October last year and currently has no firm release date, although according to the Ubisoft financials, it's slated to arrive before September 30th, 2021. I'm looking forward to this. I really, really like the Far Cry games. They're just, yeah. they're just a lot of fun. I, th- I do think they need to get it out. Like, it's one of these games that's a really good May, June, July kind of game. Like, I think it would do really well in that space when there's not that much coming out. Whereas, like, if if you put it out the week before Call of Duty or something mm-hmm. like that in October or November, like, it's it's not going to do as well. So. I think it's in their best interest to try and get it out in the next three months. I'm with you though. They need to stop doing those fucking hallucination things. I swear to God, honestly, so annoying. I'm, I'm I know fine well we're going to be on here in a few months going daft that it's still there. Aye. It's there's there's one I don't guy. Know why they insist on doing it? There's one fucking guy at Ubisoft that's just got a fucking hard on for hallucinations. There's obviously a guy that's come up with this and at the like, start. Aye. and he's maybe quite high up, and they're like. Uh, just keep Bob happy. This just guy's fucking... this guy's name's Jacob as well. <laughs> Jacob, can we please, mate, just take out the hallucination things? It's getting old now. No, we will not be taking. I created this, guys. I created these hallucination segments, and they will stay in the game. Jacob has spoken. It's a it's a box feature. It's a feature on the box. It's doing my nut, and it's every fucking time. Mm. They need. To, I don't know. It's it, it's it's such a small thing, but it just feels so copy and paste when Aye. it's the same fucking thing when it's every been time. In every game. Yeah, Aye. it totally does. And it is going to be. I know it's going to be. But I'm I'm looking forward to it. The story looks quite cool. I mean, it's got that. What's his name again? Giancarlo Esposito or something. The guy, the, Aye, the bad guy, he's, he's, the, bad. he's the villain in it. Aye. And he's a good actor, so I'm, I just hope because a lot of the bad guys have been quite samey. They're always kind of I know they're and they're never in it enough. No, really. You so hopefully, before, aye. So aye. hopefully he's got a bigger role in it. Yeah, it's good. Aye. No, I'm looking forward to it as well. I would like to take this time just to. I was just checking my phone there. My I hope he's just want you to know my bet came in. Oh great! My Manchester City uh, Real Madrid double come in. Brilliant. So pleased for you. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Developer Happy Giant has announced that it will be partnering up with publisher Big Sugar to release VR adventure Sam and Max. This time it's virtual. And confirming that it will be coming to PC VR platforms as well as PSVR following its launch on Oculus Quest this June. This brand new comedy VR adventure will be the first all-new Sam and Max game in a decade and will have you joining the popular rabbit and dog duo in a new case that naturally will utilise a bunch of VR-specific mechanics that includes an assortment of freelance police academy training exercises. The game was previously announced back in the summer of 2020, seemingly as an Oculus Quest exclusive, but the new publishing deal means that the game will now also release on PC VR platforms including Steam VR and Viveport Infinity later this year and a PlayStation VR version is scheduled for early 2022. Have you ever played any Sam and Max games? No. I haven't either. Like they're supposed to be quite funny and I really just wanted to take the opportunity to put in a bit of news that featured the Oculus Quest because it's been very quiet. It's I, I love the the Quest too, but game releases have really been slow on it. Like it's not 
it's not been the the store's not been as quick to fill up as I would have liked. Um, Did you play that Half Life game that was released on the Oculus? I've not. Right? I've not finished it. It's, it wasn't on the Oculus. It was PC VR. Uh, well, oh. it was on the Oculus Rift, the right. the PC version. But uh, with the Quest Two, I can connect that to a PC via cable and then play it. Right. In fact, that was one of the main reasons I upgraded my graphics card on the PC was so that I could play that at more than five frames a second. <laughs> and holy shit, it's impressive. Ah, it's such a... I don't know why they don't make Half-Life 3. It would make millions at this point. I think they just don't care about money anymore. They're making so much out of Steam and stuff like that. that Wait, see, is it still care. the same guy? That's the, is it that Gabe Newell or something like that? He's the, the I think so, guy. Because they seem more... Men, they were, I don't know if they did it or it was rumoured that they, they were coming up with their own console and stuff like that. I, I, was, I think it was pretty much a PC, but it was like a, a, pre-built, a pre-built sort of one. I think they did release it. Because they seem to be focused so much more on this type of stuff. Like they'll get their own engine and stuff like that. That They're yeah. more focused about tweaking and letting other companies use it to build their games. And just like, rather than just going, like, everybody wants you to make Half-Life 3. I think they've just got to the point where they know they can't live up to the expectations of it a Half Life Three. To be fair, but I feel as if they're a good enough company that they could. Maybe Half Life Two is such a good game. See Half Life Alex, it's so impressive. Mm. Like I don't know, there's so many like a lot of the time in VR, you put VR on, and the first thing you do because you're like kind of immersed in the world is you're like, right, how can I break this? And so, in a lot of early VR games, like if you put your hand out, it could go like through a wall or something like that. Yeah. I mean, straight away break the immersion. But in Half Life, Alex, like I don't know, there's just the amount of stuff you can do. Like you can pick up two bottles and you can smash them together, and they will actually break. And like, I, there's just so many little things that yeah, it's, it's, I, it's 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 incredible. We'll see in Half Life Two, fucking about with that gravity gun. Aye, at the you, time that was something you else. You failed to have as much fun with that. I mean, that is so much fun fucking about with that thing. <laughs> Just picking up drums and then launching it at aliens. Uh, you know what I mean? It's, it's I need so to, simple, but I it's need, amazing. I need to actually get back to that VR game because it was. It's, it's super impressive. Or when you would, when you would, there would be those uh, circular saws, like from a, you know, like the big. Aye, it would be a circular saw almost, Aye. and you would lift them up. And launch them at somebody's head, and it would just like chop their head off. <laughs> it's just so satisfying. Okay, next up comes via Variety. Sony has delayed the release of Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City, a reboot for the franchise on the movie front that will cover the events of the first two games. The apocalyptic horror film is now scheduled for November 24. Resident Evil was previously set for September 3rd, which is the same day that Disney is currently expected to open the Marvel adventure Shang-Chi and the Legend of Ten Rings. Stands to reason that Sony would want to space out Resident Evil from a big budget superhero movie, especially since movie going has been slow to return to the US. And UK for that matter. <laughs> and we can't go at all. At least they can fucking get in the cinema. Bastards. Uh, I'm interested in this. I totally forgot this was happening. I I don't know if I've seen every Resident Evil film. I've certainly seen the first... I mean, Christ, they made about eight of them, didn't they? There has been quite a few. I've certainly seen the first four or five. And I could, I could be totally wrong here, but 
when it's just when it said that this reboot is covering the first, I think it said the first two films, uh, sorry, the first two games, like, I hope it does follow the games closer, because to my knowledge, I remember, I feel like I remember seeing the first Resident Evil film in the cinema, and I don't even think you went into the mansion. There wasn't... No, they, they, you were in the mansion for the first ten minutes of the film. Was that what then it was? Then went down into the hive. Right, okay. The it's, been, it's been that long since I've seen it, but I remember being disappointed with the lack of mansion action. They did. <laughs> because... the mansion, but it was mostly set up to be like right underneath this mansion. Ah, right, okay, that makes facility. sense. So I, I hope with this reboot they focus more on it. Like, yeah. there's so much you could do with a mansion filled with zombies, you know what I mean? Like, I, I want more of that. But this is this and more is, of the police station because Resident Evil Two is fucking baller. I know. But that's the thing though. Like it's if it's if it's trying to combine two games, it's quite a lot. So it's probably not going to be as much. You're probably not going to be in one locale as much as you want to be. No, I know. I mean, again, the, the mansion will maybe be like the setup of the story for ten minutes, then they're off somewhere else. Uh, I, I'm. Op- I'm going to watch it. I do want to see it. I'm kind of optimistic. I I saw the lineup of actors that they've got playing. I didn't recognise a single person, which is always a sort of worrying sign. But we'll see. Maybe it'll be good. Okay. Wrapping up our news for this week is this month's Xbox Game Pass editions, which have been announced, and they are as follows: NHL Twenty One via EA Play, which is part of Game Pass; MLB The Show Twenty One. Oh, lol. Rain on Your Parade, Pathway, which is PC only, Grand Theft Auto 5. Oh, I might get in about that. Zombie Army 4. We own fucking Resident Evil. Uh, we own <laughs> Grand Theft Auto 5 and everything. I know, but. Don't even you know, play it in VR. Everybody owns Grand Theft Auto 5. I know, but now that I'm like wrapping up Vice City, I feel like I need to. Yeah. I need more. Hmm. I've, see, I've been trying to hold off just because they're supposed to bring out a next gen version of it, but. They've went very fucking quiet on that. So, because uh, I have wanted to play through Grand Theft Auto Five again. Like, I love that story. I know. But I just, I, I don't want to play through it again and then they bring out the fucking, yeah. the next gen version. You're like, God damn it. Mm-hmm. So. One thing that Grand Theft Auto games, like Rockstar, do well with Grand Theft Auto games is the usual, they use the locations really well, I feel. Mm. Yeah. That's one thing, because I think some games like yeah, like some open world games, you've got all these cool locations, and then during the story, they like they just don't get utilized, mm. and you're like, what's the point in that? Yeah. I mean, if you've got all these cool locations, you might as well utilize them in some sort of story mission or something. You know what I mean? Aye. And I feel as if Grand Theft Auto like utilizes its map really well for mm. stuff like that, and the characters and everything. Like it's just they are so Aye. good. They're Aye. so so good. Yeah, God, I want to play. This. I want to play. GTA 5 now. But it's, again, good additions to Game Pass. Like, Definitely. I mean, I, I, how many folk don't own Grand Theft Auto 5? Yeah. Although we say this, right, it's on Game Pass now, so nobody on Xbox should be buying that, but watch the fucker still be in the top 10 games well, every bastard week. There obviously is folk that don't have it, because it still sells every fucking month. You I'm know telling I mean? you right now, that thing could get added to play at home so it's free for PlayStation. It could get added to Game Pass. It could be fucking. It could be emailed to everybody as a PC, <laughs> and it would still be in that fucking chart. I know it's incredible, isn't it? I honestly, I wonder if at some point somebody at that UK chart thing is going to go. 
oh my god, that's three years now. I forgot to delete Grand Theft Auto off that <laughs> fucking list. I've been selling fucking. I've thinks it's been selling gangbusters. Fucking hell. <laughs> uh, okay, so we've already talked about our pick of the week. So we shall round things up with some listener feedback and questions. Harry wrote into us and said, after hearing you talk about Uncharted in the previous episodes, I went back and I played through the first three games. The shooting could do with some work, but the storytelling is excellent. Even the first game holds up today. Yeah, I, would, I, I, I mean, I, it's a few years now since I played the first game. Uh, but it's inevitable that the gameplay is going to get better as you go along, isn't it? Aye. Quite clunky, the first one, I thought. That's the thing, it's 2007, though. Like, I at the know. time, I remember thinking, holy shit. Yeah. Like, in fact, it was honestly... Like, I always, all my life, I've played games, but it was Uncharted 1 was one of the defining games for me that made me go, no, I want to I wanna play games more seriously now. Like, it was... <laughs> like, but, but This I, is just... You know what? This has been a vocation for me. <laughs> now, with this game, I hereby declare now that this is my profession. <laughs> And then 13 years later, we started a podcast. Uh, no, I just, I don't know. Like, see, up until Uncharted 1, I'd maybe completed two or three games in my life. Like, I would start games, I'd play games quite a lot, but I would right. I would play, like, two levels of them in bounds. Mm-hmm. Like, I just... Oh, really? See, especially, like, see, in the PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2 era, I played hundreds of games, but you know what it was like? We were pirating all the games. Yeah. So, see, when you were getting five new games a week, like I was, sam- I was sampling yeah, each yeah. one of them, but yeah. very rarely did I play through a game like start to finish. Yeah. But like I remember, you'd always have the other one sitting there, like, kind of tempting you. Yeah, and I'd, yeah. I, I didn't have that much time either because I was, I spent half my flipping late teens drunk, so and working out apparently. I <laughs> pretty much, to be fair, like I didn't really have that much time for games. Like so, I was kind of like I played the football games, and then other than that, I'd be like. I just bouncing in and out, you know what mm. I mean? Like, half the time I wouldn't even get through the tutorial. Yeah, but I remember, I vividly remember completing Uncharted 1 and being like, holy shit, games can be more than what I thought they could be. Mm. And it really made, completing that game really made me want to complete more games. And it was from that point on that I did sort of, like, pick up a game and go, I'm going to finish this. And ever since then, that's like I did. I think that for me, that was like once I'd played Metal Gear Solid, I kind of thought, wow, games have taken a wee bit of a turn in a different direction, like in a good way. Yeah, I did you, complete Metal Gear, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, you finish it and you're just like, that That was an incredible experience. Oh, I mean, like with the story and stuff like that. You just, I'd never, I remember playing it and then. Like thinking I've never played anything like so engaging before. Yeah. Like there wasn't no stories like that involved mm. in games as much. You had story, but it it wasn't like this. This was like playing a movie. Yeah, and it was like fucking amazing. Yeah, really, really cool. Yeah, you you touched on it there, Craig. Um, Terry wrote in and said, "Remember that time, Craig, that you couldn't get by the tutorial in Blade Two, and he had to do it for you." <laughs> Are there any other embarrassing moments in games that you guys just couldn't figure out? Similar to that humiliating display. Well, at least I didn't get caught by my neighbour bending a girl over a hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, pl- I plenty, to be fair. I, I remember that. 
I remember that Bloody Blade 2 game. And see, to be fair, I, like, Terry will need to let me know if I'm wrong, but I think the graphics were so bad. Like, I remember being in a room, and I remember, like, running about and being like, I don't even know how you get out of this fucking room. <laughs> like, how the fuck do you get out of the room? And I think there was a door, but I just couldn't see the door. But I think, the, like, it was a particularly low-budget fucking movie spin-off. And I think it was just the graphics were so terrible that I couldn't see how to couldn't get out of the door. the door. Holy fuck. Uh, but, oh, I've got plenty of embarrassing gaming stories. Like, I mean, I mean even the now, like, there would be... It would be rare, not maybe not rare, but I often have to use guides to get through games. Like mm. more often than not, I would say yeah. seventy seventy five percent of the games I play, I need to look up something at well, some point. As soon as you get stuck, it's not like in the past where you'd be stuck and you'd be stuck like for a even an hour. Mm. You're not going to accept that anymore. As soon as you're stuck in one thing, like you try it twice and you're like, nap, guide. Mm-hmm. Oh, aye, straight away. Especially <laughs> How do I get past blah, blah, blah. Especially now we're having limited time and yeah. sometimes been on a deadline to get stuff completed. Mm-hmm. Like, aye, I just don't have the time for it. Mm-hmm. But To the point also as well where, where like our daughter, four-year-old, it, like said to me, mind that game... A little nightmares too. Oh, a little nightmares too, and she's like, "It's all right, mum. You can just go on YouTube, and someone shows you how to do it." Like, <laughs> That's because she'd watch me every time I get stuck. I was like, "Guide, guide, guide." It's just, it's, I, it's hard not to when you know that it's just, a, it's just at the click of your fingertips, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, the temptation. Remember back in the day, it was because I, I remember my dad going off the head with us, and it was for playing Broken Sword. But back in those days, there wasn't any guides on the internet. You had to use the hotline. Yes, and it was I never, I never phoned it. But oh, I phoned it quite a few oh, times. Hotline. Oh, Jess, like honestly, seen a ma- It would be in the gaming magazines, and it'd be like, oh, if you're stuck at this game, phone this hotline, and Aye. you would get through to somebody to tell you how to do no, the bit. It wasn't it? T- wasn't it somebody telling you? Was it like how I'm at this bit, and you would be like, all right, go to? It was all automated. And it was so hard to kind of like get to the bit you needed to get to, so they'd be like press two for chapter three, or like, and then like get to another bit, or you'd have to listen to quite a bit before you need to get to the bit you're at. But that's where they would rack up the money. Actually, it was three pound a minute, wasn't it? It was quite expensive, aye. and I was like up late at night just like sneaking, going trying to listen. Yeah, my dad went crazy. What the fuck's that? Broken sword? <laughs> Why are you buying swords for? No, no, no. <laughs> How's it broken? Okay, and our final question for this week is from Claire who said, what is your favourite film based on a game? Favourite film based on a game? Uh, Street Fighter. <laughs> That's another one I watched last year. Oh, for God's And it's sake. one of those it's so, so shit, shit it's good. It's so shit. Do you know one that's so shit it's good? And I've watched it more times than I'm willing to admit last year. The what? Mario Brothers film. Oh, God. <laughs> Which doesn't follow Mario in any way. They're not even, How could it? They're not even brothers in the game. I know. And in, in the film, even. Aye. Luigi's Mario like adopted. Is, he's adopted. Aye. No, he's like a he's, he's like an adopted son. Aye, well, see to be fair, would you take credit for Luigi? But, but it's fucking Super Mario Brothers, and then they just took liberties yeah, with that it's bit. Kind of and in it's the like, name. Aye, they could have, they took fucking plenty of liberties. And then as well, in the so they're still plumbers. That's the good thing okay. in this. They're yeah. still plumbers, 
But at the very beginning of the film, to show that the plumbers are racing to this job, but there's another company, another plumber, like a competition, that is also racing to the job. And I'm like, is that the way it works? Does somebody just phone all the plumbing companies and the first one that turns up is the one that wins the job? Well, you know what I mean? to be fair, we're trying to get artificial grass just now and the first fucker that actually turns up and has a look at it is probably going to get the job, so maybe. But trying to get somebody to fucking turn up is going to be difficult. But you got all these plumbing vans just speeding about the streets yeah, and the first imagine. one that shows up to your house is the one that gets the job. Never mind if they're competent or no. Just if they're speedy. But see, to be honest, I don't know if I've got an answer to it. Like, mm. see that that Mario Brothers film? It's awful. But, but I really enjoy it. I don't know why. I enjoy it as well because it's like it's like it's nostalgia, it's isn't it? Cool, it's just nostalgia. It's like, just weird that it doesn't. It just there's a lot of weird choices in it. Oh, it's, it's oh, just dreadful. Like, uh, but see the like underground world sort of thing and stuff like that. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, it's just it's so nineties. It's so fucking nineties. I know. Like. I, I don't, the I, casting is pretty well done, I think. Like, aye, they did do well with Bob that. Bob Hoskins is aye. Mario and jo, is it John Luigiano or something like that? I can't remember Luigi's Luigiano. name, but aye. Uh, the Mario casting's perfect. Really good casting. Aye. Really good casting. Aye, definitely. I don't know. Maybe have a think about it for next aye. week's episode. I'll have a think about it for next week. There's not that many big. There's not I that mean, many that have been good. Tomb Raider, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat. Hitman was. Right. Hitman was alright. The latest Tomb Raider was alright. What Hitman though? Because it was two. The first one, I thought. Was that the one with? Because they changed the, the actor one? for the second one, didn't they? Ah, uh, it was Timmy Oliphant, I think, for the first uh, one. Timothy Oliphant, who played the bad guy in Die Hard Four. Right. Uh, and then it was another. Uh, it was another guy who's known as Big. And they're making another one. That's right. Yeah. They're making another one. Now. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna have a think about it for next week because okay. there's probably is something that I'm missing. But like, honestly, but, but that's, I, that's I like that well, Mario film. <laughs> with Hitman, the whole game is based on stealth, and all he does in this film is fucking it's run combat, about gunning. Yeah. And it's, Aye, like, it's totally it's like John the, Wick. Totally misses the point of Hitman. Aye, it definitely does. You know I mean? It's does. just like, do you guys understand what game this is based on, <laughs> or have you just literally taken a name and went, "This is a cash grab," and they've just made a fucking action film? And you're like, there's no much shooting in Hitman, really, unless you want to play it that way. But it's a totally wrong way to play the game. Uh, I tell you, you can't say it as yet, but that uh, that upcoming Mortal Kombat film looks, looks pretty looks good. good. Yeah, it does look it good. could end up being a contender, but we'd obviously we can't tell just from the trailer. <laughs> no. Okay, so that wraps up our episode for this week. As I mentioned at the start, please make sure you hit that subscribe button so you do not miss future episodes. And make sure you're following us over on Twitter as well at Pure Dead Gaming, and you can chat to us there. And until next week, Tati bye. Shitty platinum, shitty shitty platinum. <laughs>